Do you feel like you have your own gifts and you want to explore and expand them? How many times do you have dreams that just come true or you will simply know something? Well, guess what? You can expand and develop your gifts today. Go to ColbyRebel.com and visit my classes. I have e-courses that you can watch and learn in the comfort of your home. Everything from intuition, psychic, to even connecting to loved ones on the other side. So visit ColbyRebel.com and start developing your gifts today. Did you know I have three number one best-selling books on Amazon? So regardless of your level, there's a book for you. Psychic Senses, How to Develop Your Intuition, Psychic, and Medium Gifts, Leap of Faith, How to Build Your Own Spiritual Practice, and Coffee with Colby, 365 Cups of Fresh Brewed Spirit Messages. So regardless of your level, there's a book for you. Give one as a gift, keep one for yourself. You can find them on Amazon or my website, colbyrebel.com. Sometimes I feel like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this foot along this hall, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Oh, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Colby Rebel Show. I am your host, Colby Rebel, where my goal today is to bring your connection to spirit a little bit closer. And boy, do I have an amazing guest here with us today to help us with that. It is such an honor. There are times in your life where you get an opportunity to not only work with someone and to be mentored by them, but to be truly, truly inspired by them where they come into your life. And after that, your life is never the same as you knew it, right? These could be our friends. These could be our family. These are our teachers, our partners, our guides. But for me, our guest today is one of those people, very, very special place. So it's just such an honor to have this opportunity. She has been on the show a couple of times. She keeps giving me a chance. <laughs> so I'm I always like, yes. Um, so it is an honor. And, you know, again, when you get a chance to talk to someone and have that wisdom of 50 years, over 50, I, I'm not going to say exactly, or that she may not talk to me again. But the thing is, is that she is amazing. So our guest today is a true ambassador to spirit with over 50 years of experience. She is a world renowned medium. She travels all around the world prior COVID, and now she's traveling virtually. But even before the pandemic, she was holding online classes, online workshops. So truly, truly a pioneer when we talk about it in all aspects of this work serving spirit. She was previously a senior tutor at the esteemed Arthur Finley College in Stansted, England. And her story has been told in this incredible book 
called Droplets of God, The Life and Philosophy of Mavis Patilla, uh, beautifully written by Suzanne Geisman. Uh, absolutely incredible. So, you know, it is just with such honor and, and grace and humbleness that I am excited and honored to please welcome our guest today, Mavis Patilla. <laughs> How are you? Very well, thank you. Very oh. well indeed. It is so good to have you here today. I know it's a little late for you, so thank you so much for making and taking the time for us today. I think it's lovely. Time doesn't matter with kindred spirit, does it? And we're kindred spirits, and therefore we have to be, uh, we have to be there for each other. That's important. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So Mavis, you and I have had a lot of experiences together, which I think is is fantastic and, and truly uh, a blessing that I feel. So, uh, it's just one of those things that's such a, a gift, really. You're, you are truly a gift. Now, you've been working with spirit for a good amount of time. And even in the book, Droplets of God, you take us through this journey working with spirit. But what do you feel are the the biggest takeaways that you have learned from the spirit world? What what is if the spirit world wants us to know uh, a couple of the top things? What would those things be in in your experience? Well, that they're still people. They're not energy. They're not vibration. Uh, they're not imagination. They're people. They just live in another world, and they're they're having new experiences and. Uh, and the joy is that we actually can be part of that experience as they can be part of our experience. So for me, that's the important thing that I'm talking to somebody who just lives in another world. Yeah, that's beautiful. Where do you feel? A lot of times we have people, uh, they say, you know, heaven, and we talk about the other place. We talk about spirit being around us. Can you share where you feel spirit is for us? Well, heaven is where you're loved most of all. So for me, when I think about my mom, I think about my mom being with me because I love her so much, she's in my heart. And, and I think that that's important. And we talk about worlds within worlds, but you know, we live in, on this planet and there are worlds within worlds within worlds going on on this planet and as time has evolved over eons of years or thousands of years we are now communicating together here far better so we're in the interaction is becoming more like the communication with the spirit world and do they evolve and go up and up and up and up I'm not sure about this idea that they're climbing a ladder. I can't see them climbing a ladder myself. What I see is I see them actually evolving just like you and I are. Yeah. And that they're on a journey just like we're on a journey. And we can get it. Part, we're still part of that journey. And, you know, if you've lost someone that you care about very, very much and you're, you're saying to them, I love you, I love you, I love you, you know, you're on that journey with them 
And if you're very, very quiet, you might just hear them saying, and I love you too. And that's heaven. I love that. And it's really, it's really true. I also, you know, we hear some people, this, this one always gets me a little bit. So, but we hear some people try to say spirit is stuck here. And so I needed to help them transition. I needed to help them. I would love your take on that. Well, no one can be stuck here or there. <laughs> there is no, there, there is nobody. There's no earthbound spirits. There's no person that isn't going to the spirit world soon enough. That, that just is not a reality. Because what happens, that God source within us will not release its hold on the physical until the time um, that is right for that person to, trans to, to do that transition. So I, I'm not in agreement with it at all about earthbound spirits. Right. I think that you know, God moves through all nations and yet marks each sparrow's fall. And if that is the truth, and that's what I believe, then how would God leave someone in a state of unrest and unease? It just right. wouldn't happen. I love that. That's very truthful. You once told this story in a workshop that I really loved, and I, I actually tell it all the time. I, I tell them you told me. <laughs> but I tell this story where there was a house that they, they, I don't, I don't want, I hate to use the word haunted, but they felt that there was a presence in the house and they were worried because drawers were opening up and they thought there was paranormal activity and it made them fearful. And you went in and you talked about this young man and how he had passed from substance and that really what happened is, I'm getting chills retelling your story, but how you were able to discover that there were still substances hidden and all he was doing was try to show the family so that nobody else got hurt, like being of love. Mm. Yes, and, that is absolutely true. Yeah, and so do you find that that happens to you a lot, that you get these stories? Like what is the biggest takeaway when spirit is connecting with you now, do you feel that they're connecting with you to still show the presence or you think they're connecting to really help you to really teach and, and to continue moving mediumship forward? Oh, most definitely. I mean, mediumship is changing and it's got to change. Yeah. It's got to go away from it being the message that, you know, you're going to marry that photo husband yes. and the new front door. It's got to move away from that. That is pure psychic, and it's important. There's no doubt about it that the psychic work is important, and it's important because people grieve in many different ways. So if you've lost your job or you're losing your home, you are in grief, you are in shock. So the psychic can work on that. But with the communication with the spirit world, you're talking about something completely different. Yeah. The spirit world of God come and, and help by just giving you their presence, that yes. they're there at the back of you. But the spirit world can't help you. They can, they can give you their opinion, just as they did when they were here, but how many of us took notice of them when we were here? <laughs> you know? 
I really feel that we've got to go back into communication. If I could drop the word evidence, I would, and just put communicate with the spirit world, because the evidence is in the communication. Right. And you were talking earlier on about the presence of the spirit when the medium is working, and you had that. How's that? Yeah. It's, we, we talk, so we were talking about that when, when working and you get into that space where you're just talking to the spirit and connecting and you even forget time and space. And you, you mentioned the conscious mind and the soul. So can you share that for us? Well, you see, what, what happens when if you don't get into the true power, if you, you know, when the spirit will come close, the first thing that they need is to feel connected with you, to communicate with you. Because they, they're having a communication and a conversation that you are transmitting. So obviously they're going to want to come as close as they can. And that's the clairsentience. So once your soul opens and they blend with you, uh, they can use that clairsentience so you feel the presence. They relax more because they're not worried. You're not going to interrupt them now. So the conscious mind takes a step back and you forget you're on earth. You just forget you're on earth. You don't really know where you are. But, you know, you could be yeah. demonstrating anywhere in the world in any any place, uh, a hotel, a community center, a church, it doesn't matter because you're not there. Yeah. It's as if you're, you've risen and in that rising, your soul has risen and you are just in that total, total loving embrace of the spirit world. And that's the presence that you give to your sitter or you give to your audience. It's beautiful. It's hard when you're done because you, you don't you feel that you you as the medium we receive so much from that experience. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me! You're so right, Colby. I can feel you know as you know I've been working a long time and I'm a, I'm a older than the years I've been working. So <laughs> sometimes I have off days because everybody has off days. But I can go in and I can have said to my Gina. Oh, you know, Jean, I, I just, I'm so exhausted. I can't do this. I go in and she just smiles now, takes no notice <laughs> of me. And she but when I stand up, the presence of my soul rising and the spirit world blending with me, I could be 16 again. I feel <laughs> it. And after I finish work, it's still there with me. And I think we get healing, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm sure feeling from them and it's their thanksgiving for us working together with them yeah i just love it i just love it it's really interesting and i i do feel like we talked about earlier that spirit i tell students and and clients this all the time you know someone will say you know my mom wants uh, to ask my mom if i should buy this house and I tell them, you know, our loved ones don't make decisions for us. You know, we have to make our decisions. You know, they just want to be there with us. How do you really share that? You know, how do you get people to understand that that's, to me, that's not how spirit works with us? Unfortunately, Colby, that's the way that mediumship has been trained. 
by other mediums and other teachers. And we have to change that teaching now. We've got to move on. That teaching may have been right in the past, but it's not right for the future. Yeah. So therefore, our responsibility as me mediums and teachers is to say to people, look, the, the spirit world really can't govern our lives. We are self-governing. People don't like to hear that, Colby. Yeah. They don't like to hear that they are totally responsible for their life experience and that they must make decisions. Yeah. They prefer to God to do it guardian angels to do it, mums and dads, anybody, as long as they don't have to do it. Yeah. And yet, the soul has the architect's plan. So if we can get into that power where we are still and we listen to the silent sound of our soul, we will receive the answers, but we don't trust ourselves enough. Yeah. And, and funnily enough, I've just done a course, I've just been on online doing a course with some of my groups and, and that's the one thing I talked about. People will say, I believe in the spirit world, I just don't believe in me. Yeah. And you have to believe in you because you've got to believe in your soul, you've got to believe in your spirit, that the God source is within you and you've got to go forward. But unfortunately, um, we have allowed people, and I include myself in this, Colby, we've allowed people to accept that that's what the spirit world can do. Yeah. And we have to change. And unfortunately, it's, it's not going down very well in some quarters because they still would like it. And you know, we've got to say to people, you've got free will. Yeah. You've got free will and you've got to be responsible for that free will and and unfortunately some people will never want that they will always want something outside themselves and and you know I, i'm not being cruel but i do believe that people don't recognize the power of, of the soul and they don't understand that the soul really is so informed in every phase of our lives, the ups, the downs, the wrongs, the rights, the mistakes, it knows. Yeah. It knows. And if we could just believe in that and, and follow that, I always talk about my soul and I, because if you've got a problem, what does your conscious mind want to do with it? Then go into your quiet space. And ask your soul, what does your soul want to do? And then the decision is my soul and I. I love that. Take you forward. I hate to say, I think that's the title of a book, Mavis. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if we could just add that onto your list, please. <laughs> So I want to know, with the teaching, and we're talking about moving mediumship forward, I have noticed, and, and I, it just sounds like because you're so busy as well that, that you have noticed, the COVID, the pandemic, I feel like really made people take a step back to ask themselves, am I happy in my life? Am I living my truth? Is there something else for me? And I feel like that's inspired people to open up more to their own gifts. And I'm curious for you if you have noticed that, if you have seen that shift as well, and how are you uh, inspiring your students to 
maybe learn and develop them further? I think that don't change. For me, it's, it's be content with yourself, first of all, that you are soul and spirit. We have to keep going back to that groundwork, that place that we've come from. And that place that we've come from is that core that is the God source. It's there. It illuminates us if we will allow it to do. In a pandemic such as this, what will happen is the soul will automatically start to rise. So it will automatically start to send signals to help us to understand and to deal with things and to cope. And the psychic will rise, so it makes us more intuitive, it makes us more sensitive, it makes us more thoughtful towards healing, absent healing. Uh, it takes us in that direction. Now, if we can get people to sit, say, twice, three times a week, to just sit in the quiet and then write in their journal, they will find that that will change them too. And we've got a lot more people writing books. We've got a lot more people being philosophical on the on the Zoom. Is that that right? On the Zoom. We've got far more people ready to speak. And we don't need more mediums. We need more speakers yeah. that will speak spiritual truths. We've got, our mediums are good. But you know, in the past, we didn't always have a medium on a platform when we were working. If you were doing a Sunday address anywhere, you had a speaker, you were the demonstrator. So you could have someone up there that really had opened their soul and was very, very philosophical, but never touched the spirit world. It was coming from their soul. And then you would have other mediums that would come up and the guides and inspirers would do it. And and you know, this evolution uh, uh, of this involvement with knowledge and philosophy has been just absolutely wonderful. And that's what we're going through now. Um, and I think that the people that have gone out of their way to serve humanity have listened to their soul. I, I, I watch them on the news and I see them at the doctors and the hospitals. And when you look at that and you think, their conscious mind must be saying, don't go into work today, it's yeah. dangerous. What about your kids? What about your family? Don't do it. But the soul is so strong within them and they go in, they turn up for work, they put themselves at risk. That is soul work. Yeah. That is where the spirit world will be there saying, thank God for that person yeah. who's helping my family. Yeah. Uh, and and all the time somebody is working on behalf of humanity then in the spirit world there is this thank god for you so you're always involved when you're serving you're always receiving prayers and blessings you don't even know yeah. the amount of people that are blessing you yeah yeah but because they're in another world yeah i think that's so beautiful and it is really true one thing i've I feel like if people could expand their awareness more, I mean, and again, you don't have to be a psychic or a medium to expand your awareness, right? But so many times people will say, oh, I put out a sign and I didn't get my sign or I never see anything or I never feel, but it's, it's so many little, little things. Like it could be this, that person that 
opened the door for you that day so that you didn't have to open the door yourself or just kind of says a compliment to you. Like, I, I think we get these, what the sky, the color of the sky, like how many people are just not going out and just looking at what's around them, right? They just kind of sometimes have blinders on. What is your advice to help someone understand how do they expand their awareness more so they can receive more and see more? I think that, that it's this reflection that's going into the self. It's not reading books and not listening to Mavis Patilla. It's about going in to the inner self and finding that, that place where you can dwell and you can feel yourself and your thoughts changing. And, and I really do believe that the problem we've got, you see, is that the conscious mind needs proof and needs evidence. So how do I know that I've got a spirit and a soul inside me? I can't x-ray it. I can't, I have no way. I just have to believe this and I don't like that. I want to know. We're at a place now where if we can start to think, I am more than what I seem. If we could get people to start thinking that when they're looking in a mirror, I am more than what I seem. And then from there go into the feeling of love that can be drawn up from the soul. Then we start to get that sensitivity. Then from there we can start the blending because that's where the awareness starts. The awareness has to start with the self. Yeah. Once you've got the self open, then the dawn, like you've just been saying, you link to the dawn. So it's, it's I am the dawn because the God source is in the dawn. So you start making inquiries to expand on your thinking. It's like sitting with your back to a tree. At the beginning, you feel it gnarling you and it's uncomfortable. And yet, eventually, if you can just go into that quiet, you'll hear the heartbeat of the tree because it's your heartbeat. And the two heartbeats become one because the life force in the tree and the life force in you are the same. That's beautiful. And it, I love the, the energy and the spirit with it, right? And what about fear? So we, you know, we have a lot of people, uh, students, and, and then just people that in their life let fear dominate, the, the fear in their life dominate. How, in, in the experience that you've had, how, how can we get over fear? How can we not let, allow fear to, to dominate us? Are you talking about the fear that, is connected with communication with the spirit world or using our soul? Or are you talking about being fearful on this planet? I feel like being really in a way both, but being fearful on the planet, meaning how many people say, oh, I don't know if I could do this professionally, or I don't know if I can take this chance, or I don't, again, that, that not believing in themselves and so that they let fear just dominate, like they let fear dim their own light. How can we allow it, our own light to shine? You see, I would say, is it that, that that is it? Or is it the memory and the way they've been taught? Have they been taught to be, to be afraid, for, afraid of life, afraid of taking chances, afraid of challenges? If that is in the subconscious and the conscious, 
then any new experience, the conscious mind is going to trap it. It's going to say, no, don't do that because you don't know. You can't take this risk. You can't gamble. You've got to stay where you know. And the biggest fear is the unknown, stepping into the unknown. Uh, and yet, you know, we can control that side with healing, with the inspired writing. You know, it's man know thyself. And if you can get that across, look, you are not the sum total of your memories. You are more than that because you are still creating memories. Therefore, go out and create the memories. When you go to the spirit world, that's all you're going to take with you is your memories. And those are the memories are going to be the evidence of life after death. So, you know, it's getting them to think in a different way. Yes. And, and it's difficult, isn't it? But I do believe that we have some people that are very, very well trained that study a great length of time, pass exams, to be able to be wise wisdom counsellors. And I feel if your fear is so great and you are in a trauma, I would say seek out someone who can be there for you, who you can go to. I don't think mediums can do everything. You know, we've only got one label, and that label is mediumship. We're not counsellors, we're not psychologists, we're not psychiatrists, we're not even surgeons, are we really? Right. You know, we're not. We're just mediums. Yet, you know, if you're not careful, you'll expect too much of yourself. Yeah. And in expecting too much of yourself, you become fearful. And then you start thinking, did I do that sitting right? Was that dem right? Was this right? Yeah. So the fear then is gathering momentum, whereas if you could strip it away and then come up from the core of I'm still on this journey, still new, new challenges in front of me, and I know my memories, don't look back, I'm not going that way. Yeah. It's and difficult, but that's the truth. I know you've shared some, some stories again, but you've really learn so much and i'm i'm saying that with such love because but it's like we're here to learn right mavis and an experience you know your journey how when you've had setbacks or you've had disappointment right how did you understand that for yourself like how would you explain why do we have this why do we why if you're doing this great work and and teaching and helping why is it then that you feel sad or that something that you would grieve? Can you share like why you, those experience is happened to you? And then how do you move forward from those? Well, first of all, I have to, you know, sometimes you can think a disaster is a disaster, but it turns out to be a blessing. You know, in hindsight, looking back, quite often you think, oh my God, that was a disaster. <laughs> and yet, you know, and you think, no, it was a blessing. And you think to yourself, I've made so many mistakes. And yet, I couldn't have done otherwise. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that there's those to take on board. But I have buried my head under the duvet many, many times. I've given up mediumship and walked away from it. Um, uh, because the trials, it, you know, yeah. life is a pearl of great price. But you can't have a pearl. 
irritations. And for you and I, it's important that we have them perhaps more than most because that gives us an empathy, it gives us an understanding, and it gives us that love because we know how they feel. So that love can pour out not only from our sensitivity but from our soul. And it's supportive of people. It doesn't sort them out and it doesn't solve the problem, but it's supportive. And sometimes that's all we can be. But, you know, it, it is. I mean, life's, life's a pearl of great price. And I've got to this stage now where I can look back on my life and honestly say, yeah, there were a lot of irritations. But now, would I do it all again, Colby? Yes, <laughs> I would. Particularly the mediumship journey. Uh, yes, definitely would have done it. And done it probably exactly the same. Wow. I, I think what's funny, though, is I think it's uh, admirable that you tried to walk away from mediumship, but, you know, they were not going to let you do that, right? They were like, ah, uh, no, you get right back on in here. <laughs> now, you see, that's the perspective I had when I was coming back into it, only to recognize that my soul was crying out to do it. Yeah. That's the other part of it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that when you know your your soul cries out, you can give up, and it'll and your soul will go quiet. You know that the people that have uh, mediumistic ability when they're young and it goes quiet in their puberty, to give them that ordinary structure of materialistic life, and then it'll rise again. But the call of the soul comes at the right time. Uh, you know, we can't rush this. It'll come in its own time. Uh, so, yes, I, I honestly believe that, that my soul had had enough of me being Mary Spatilla and <laughs> just wanted me to do what I should have been doing for my soul's sake. Because, of course, my gifts, that we, we call them gifts, don't we? My abilities are not in my mind. My clairs are in my soul. Yeah. So, therefore, it doesn't matter how much I think I'd like to do it consciously, if my soul and the clairs are not open, it won't work. Right. But my conscious mind can shut the clairs down because of my response to personal responsibility. And then the soul starts and it moves and it puts you in positions and it gives you these openings and then the spirit world's there and they've got you. Yes, yes, I love it. And... You, well, and I have to say, I am so obviously grateful and, and just thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world as well. So happy you got back in. <laughs> I mean, right. And, you know, but I love that. I love that it, it wasn't always perfect for you. I mean, it was probably perfect as it needed to be to have the journey, but it wasn't mm. perfect as what we think. Right. And so to see that, hey, even the masters of the world, the masters of mediumship, it's you have the trials as well and you're tested as well. And I think that that gives us hope, actually it gives hope. Right. Like, hey, OK, wait a second. If it happened to Mavis, <laughs> it's OK. <laughs> and I say, you know, you know, we never know. Uh, how the soul will rise for every demonstration in every private sitting. So some people, for some evening, your soul rises and it's perfect and you know 
that, that that communication was excellent. But at other times, it doesn't rise in to the same degree. Your soul doesn't give off that power in the auric field. Uh, and therefore, the mediumship is a little bit more, uh, let's say, mundane or a little bit more trivial. Mm. Um, and that happens to all of us. And that is that is honest. It's not saying it will work perfectly every time because it won't. You know, and 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 being okay, it's okay, but you're still a medium, even if you've had a, perhaps not the night you was expecting. Yeah, you're still the medium, and and you will come back into that flow. Yeah, uh, and that's what I think about it. And you know, I, I'm a bit worried sometimes because when when people, I mean, I love what you say about Nicole because you know. But it worries you, doesn't it, really? Because you think to yourself, my God, what do you see? Because I know even now I can do demonstrations and I can do talks. And they're not the quality they should be. They're not really the quality that they should be. You know, and and that's okay with me, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I know that's my life. So you can't put anybody on a pedestal and think they're they're the very best because they're not. They're still journeying towards that best because yeah. we never stop learning. Right, right. We never stop learning. Well, all right, listen, if, if you're not the best, you're in the top three, okay? <laughs> but again, I think it's wonderful. Now, a lot of us in, in here, we know that you studied with uh, a medium, Gordon Higginson. And, and I want you to share, you know, do you feel that he still talks to you today? What, what do you, how do you feel you took what he taught you and now you're moving it to the future generations? Like, are you still talking to him on the other side? How are we moving this forward using what he taught you? If he has something to say, he will let me know. He's not a guide and he's not always with me. I don't believe he belongs to anyone. I believe he long, belongs to every sensitive and psychic medium in the whole wide world. But I've got to say, it's only, I don't know how many years back, because I'm not good at years, but we were uh, overseas in, um, uh, and I saw him and he's, I'd just done a lecture or a talk somewhere and I saw him objectively and he said, now, now, you are teaching it as it should be. It was in Australia. And he came up in his suit, because he always had his little suit on, and I, and I saw him there. And now, that was only five years ago, so you can see how much my teaching, I've had to absorb what he told me. Mm -hmm. But I've also had to let my spirit, my soul and my spirit take me forward on his teachings. So yes, I, you know, I do believe that uh, that he's around. I do believe that if I did anything really wrong, he'd have a go at me. <laughs> and I know that he's always a thank you to me if I do it right, okay? I just know that he's there. And Gordon believed in mediums. He believed in mediumship. He believed in life after death. But he believed that he was a medium. And if if you can give anything to anybody, it's you have to believe that God put you on this earth to do this. This mind of yours can't create your mediumship. Mm -hmm. It'll never do that. 
and you will find yourself so disheartened if you if you force it. It has to do what others come here to do. Yes. And, and I don't that everyone should be in this public arena that you and I are in. I believe that there are people that really wonderful mediums that we'll never know, who do a lot of good work, uh, you know, and they do it in their world, in their way. Yeah. So, you know, but you know, I just love him. And and he's gorgeous and he's funny and um, I'm so glad he was my friend. I'm so glad he was my friend, but, but I, you know, he wasn't always the easiest mentor, uh, you know, because if you didn't do it right, he wasn't afraid to tell you. Yeah. And he'd give you something, some, say, philosophical topic, and then he'd say, go off, go off, Bill, <laughs> come back in three months when you've sorted it out. And you'd have to go back and tell him how you'd come to that thought form uh, from what he told you. Uh, so his training was wide and varied, and um, he wasn't really um, interested in perfecting the medium. He saw me as a teacher, uh, yeah. and, and I, I know he promoted that part of the philosophical teacher within me. Um, yes. and, and I'm just, you know, that's how I saw it. It's beautiful. And I know one time you mentioned that he will, you, you would see him stand next to a student, like you would know, and he would like stand and kind of just kind of point to them and give you that. Does he still do that? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I've got one or two. We've got one or two of our girls now. I call them my girls. <laughs> um, uh, our girls. Uh, and um, what's what happens is I I I, I like Gordon to uh, what would you say to um, recommend them so I know if he's touched them uh, and I've seen him touch them or I've seen him stand by them I know they're right to teach yeah. because that's what we're sitting in is building the teaching truth uh, and that's what he does and um, we've got one or two now that he's got his eye on and I know <laughs> he's got his eye on um, and I know he's passing that thought sometimes because no, I don't always see him um, but he'll pass a thought clear cognizance and I'll know but I get the feeling of his presence with the clear cognizance but may not see him but I always know if he's got his eye on someone Oh, I love that. I love that. He's still teaching from the other side, isn't he? <laughs> and you do know what he said. I'm sure I've told you, Colby, probably when we've had a coffee or something. That um, when he got to the world of the spirit, he was saying how difficult it was because he had to learn it from another perspective. Uh, and, it, you know, it took him time, really, to adjust to. He had to depend on us. Uh, where normally it was just had the spirit world in himself. And yeah. now we had to depend on mediums on the earth. Were we listening to him? Uh, were we using our imagination? It was just amazing. Yeah. I, and I could imagine, you know, he uh, is still excited to see people grow and, and move mediumship forward because he was extremely passionate about that. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. the philosophy. And the he philosophy. wasn't just interested the mechanics you know andy bing you know andy bing right and i will tell you so andy bing and i one night well we've met a few times and he and i one night though this magical night at arthur finley college it was late most people were in bed 
And he and I just started talking and he'd start asking me what I think of certain things or how I feel. And I, we, we had such an inspirational talk and connection because we got so lost in this philosophy. And it was interesting to realize how much philosophy I had without realizing I had done the philosophy. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's written in the soul, isn't it? It's yeah. from your soul. And, and that really is what Gordon did for me. Yeah. And really, I don't think I, I've not really seriously looked at that, that he wanted to develop that side of me rather than the mediumship. Um, but I, I'm sure he did. I would honestly, Mavis, I would say that he did only because you like if any everybody knows that you are one of the most inspirational speakers on the planet. Like it, it's and, and it, there's such an unbelievable connection when you are doing it that I I don't know. I feel like it was on his uh, his to do list with you. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. You know, so. Uh, he 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 was so wise, you know, uh, with a, a magical sense of humor, yeah. and he was a wonderful mimic. So if you did something wrong, he could mimic you. So <laughs> you put it right. So you know, when you look at the man and you look at the soul of the man and the spirit of the man, and the spirit, I was well blessed. Yes, in, in his presence. Well, we are, we are blessed to have you and be in our presence and to teach us and move us forward. I would like to just share our promo. We have an event coming up this Saturday, which I am so excited for. It's Spirit Connections. It's a special event. 10 a.m. my time, and it's 6 p.m. your time. But, you know, we're going to have an opportunity to share spirit and messages uh, with the attendees. So we will have the link there. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to that with you, Mavis. So thank you. I now, always love working with you. It's just an honor. I mean, it really is such an honor. And it's just exciting, too. It's, it's like I'm actually very excited about it that I can't wait. And um, so, you know, if you don't mind, we, we're actually at the end of our show, if you could even believe it. But I do know last time we came together, you were so kind to do a recital of a, a poem for us. Do you have anything up that, that beautiful sleeve of yours that you would like to share with us today? Yes, yes, I have, and James just passed it to me. Jeans uh, the wind beneath my wings, but this is from a musical um, in the eighties, and it was it was a flop act. It was absolutely wonderful, and it was this is the theme from time. Stand before me on the sign of infinity, all you of the earth, with the granting of the law of provenation, comes the application of change, I will give you the key. And with this knowledge, please realize, comes the responsibility of sharing it. I will show you the way. It's very simple. Throughout the universe, there is order. 
in the movement of the planets, in nature, and in the functioning of the human mind. A mind that is in its natural state of order is in harmony with the universe, and such a mind is timeless. Your life is an expression of your mind. You are the creator of your universe. For as a human being, you are free. Free to will whatever state of being you desire through the use of your thoughts and your words. Ah, there is great power there. It can be a blessing or a curse. It's entirely up to you. For your quality of your life is brought about by the quality of your thinking. Ooh, think about that. Thoughts produce action. Look at what you're thinking. See the pettiness, the envy and the greed and the fear and all the other attitudes that cause you pain and discomfort. Realize that the one thing you have absolute control over is your attitude. See the effect it has on those around you. For each life is linked to all life and your words carry with them a chain reaction like a stone that's thrown into a pond. If your thinking is in order, your words will flow directly from your heart, creating ripples of love. If you really want to change your world, my friend, you must change your thinking. Reason is your greatest tool. It creates atmosphere of understanding which leads to caring, which is love. Choose your words with care. Go forth with love. Thank you for listening to me. Oh, that was beautiful, Mavis. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing it. And uh, thank you for being a guest again here. And this is, again, going to just help people learn and to just share with us. So thank you very, very much. And I will see you Saturday. Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed the evening and the chat. It's been wonderful. So thank you, darling. Uh, and let's look forward to the next celebration of communication. Yes, I can't wait. And I, I certainly can't wait to see you and Jean in person. So <laughs> I miss the hugs. I know. You know I'm mm -hmm. Yes. I'm a, I'm a hugger too. So, but soon enough, we will all be hugging again. Yes. All right. Have a beautiful night and I'll see you both Saturday. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Colby Rebel Show. Be sure to follow Colby on social media at Psychic Rebel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review to help Colby grow the tribe. Colby is an international psychic medium, teacher, best-selling author, and speaker. She is a master teacher of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is the owner of the Colby Rebel Spirit Center in Los Angeles. Visit ColbyRebel.com.